Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have your son, Lady Back. She's an independent journalist and one of the best. It's Sarah Carter. Sarah, do me a favor and give me your website again because there's like an extra A or an extra C or something that I always mess it's, up. There's always an extra. There's always an extra with me. It's Sarah okay. A. Carter. So S-A-R-A-A-Carter.com. SarahACarter.com. And uh, you can go to the website there. I'm also, um, you know, have a my Twitter account. You guys yeah. all know that, Sarah Carter DC, uh, where you can keep up to date on all the stories and I can send you to my website. Are, are we calling it um, Twitter still? Because I feel oh, like no. if I don't, yeah, no, it's like, X, it's X. If I don't call it like, X, I, mean, I feel like I'm in trouble. Like Elon's mad at me. Elon, yeah. yeah, you don't want Elon to be, I don't want Elon <laughs> to be mad at me. I don't want That's Elon right. to be mad at me. And I, you know, I just interviewed recently Tony Gonzalez, who was down at the border with him yeah. and. You know, it's uh, it's incredible to see someone like Elon Musk, who has done so much already, I believe, for humanity, do so much for the First Amendment and, uh, you know, take on X. And now it's everybody's learning how to post, repost, you know, yes. instead of Twitter. It's just we got to get rid of that. We got to get right. rid of the bird. The mindset has to has to change. You know what I find interesting about X? Not that you asked me, but. I still don't get the sort of virality and traction I think I should from my posts. I've got 170,000 or whatever now. I don't have the following you have, like a million something. But um, I find that these spaces are really, really beneficial. A, everybody in the space follows you. B, you get to really hear real people. It's almost like I'm old enough to know you're not. You're like 26. But when I was a kid, <laughs> we had party lines on the phone. You'd pick up the phone and dial a certain number. You had all the cool kids from the neighborhood talking on one line. That's kind of what you have on X spaces. Have you been in those spaces and do you like them? I like them. Do I like them? I love them. I think yeah. they're the most revolutionary form of communication. For example, just the other night, um, I was, I, I can't remember, I was out with my husband, we were look. I was looking down at my phone and I saw that IDF was hosting a space uh, directly, the IDF spokesman, this is Israeli Defense Forces, spokesman was hosting a space, I jumped in on it, um, I was able to hear the questions, I was able to hear the responses in real time uh, from Israel and I, it, oh, it, it was a, it's a platform that allows everyone to not only communicate, yeah. but to give you, it cuts out the middleman. It gives you direct links to the people who are delivering the news. And exactly. that, to me, is just um, just revolutionary in the sense that no longer will we be kind of manipulated, you know, yeah. uh, by these, by different media formats. We can just ourselves, you, Joe Pags, Sarah Carter, uh, anybody else, uh, you know, anyone, even just a regular citizen can right. jump on to that call and hear it for themselves. And here's something interesting, and I'll, I'll move to, to Israel in earnest in a second. But as you know, I live in the San Antonio area, and we when we go to the beach here, we go to Port Aransas, which is in the Corpus yes. Christi area. So you went to Port A over the weekend, and it's three hours there, three hours back. The way I drive, two and a half, something like that. But don't, don't, don't give me a hard time, Carter. Um, but the whole way there and the whole way back, I'm listening to X Spaces, through my my car radio, yes, and and I, here's a guy who's in Israel. Here's a guy who's in Gaza. Here's a guy who's in uh, um, Ireland. Here's one who's in Rome, and they're all sharing information. And then we get to decipher, okay, because you, if you just get it from CNN, MSNBC, and even Fox or Newsmax, you know, you have to figure out who's giving you the straight skinny. And I had first heard on that space that Egypt was going to allow Palestinians to come in, just the citizens, and that Hamas was physically stopping them from leaving what would be Palestine. Nobody here was reporting that. And just like today, in Gaza, sadly, 300-plus people were killed at a hospital, and it's because a Hamas rocket killed them by accident. And we probably would not have known that without eyewitnesses. That's really the benefit, right? It really is. And also, let's talk about that hospital for a minute. Um, this is something that's quite common with terrorist groups like Hamas. 
uh, that operate in the Gaza Strip. And as you know, I was there just a few months ago, and this is something we discussed while we were there with IDF officials. Uh, they purposefully put their headquarters and weaponry and contacts in areas where you have uh, human shields, civilian populations. So they would do it in hospitals, they do it in elementary schools, in middle schools uh, in the region. And that way they think it's shielding them from any oncoming attacks. Now, Israel did exactly what it needed to do. It gave people the time to get out of Gaza. Unfortunately, terrorist organization like Hamas, which I believe is should be as synonymous uh, with the word Nazi, but yes. without giving them the Nazi phrase. I want people to hear Hamas and be as disgusted with Hamas as they are with the Nazis. Um, I don't think we should shield Hamas in another name. I think Hamas themselves are as disgusting. If I've never seen um, and heard of such monstrous acts other than we hear in history, you know, barbarians or the Nazis. But to go into Israel in some of the kibbutzes, uh, Joe, that I visited, I even was up in the north in Lebanon. I mean, the, the Israeli defense forces were amazing. Tom Homan and I and, and others, uh, Ronnie Wexler, uh, Tom Trento, yeah. we, we hosted this, um, this border tour. It was called Defend the Border and Save Lives. And it was mainly to learn from the Israelis. And I got to tell you, it was a shock to my system. Uh, what I saw and talking to my friends over there who, you know, I consider uh, my brothers and sisters in the fight for Western civilization and the fight for common decency, liberty and freedom to see what has happened to these amazing, beautiful people and these babies. I, I've i had a very difficult time this week keeping my composure, Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people have. I don't think I'm the only one. When you read these stories, and I, I, I ask everyone who listens to Joe right now, I, I don't want you to ignore this. It's not just about numbers. You need to go and seek out the stories of what these monsters did to these children and these families. Because when you read the details of what they were capable and what they did do, it will make you understand why Israel absolutely must defend herself. And I'm sorry, but if they can't, if Hamas isn't letting people out of Gaza, if Hamas is holding their own people hostage, then their people need to understand and stand up to Hamas as well. That is what we need. We don't need people marching in the streets of Dearborn, Michigan on the day that the worst terrorist leader in the history of mankind next to General Soleimani and Adolf Hitler and whoever else comes out and asks them to do a day of rage in America to come out and 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 scream that vile hatred, that anti-Semitic hatred, what they should have done is gone to the streets with their Israeli brothers and sisters and marched together against the atrocities of Hamas. That's what they should have done. But, that is and, and, and I noticed, and by the way, Sarah, that guy who did that, I don't have his name off the top of my head, maybe you do, but he's a billionaire, multi-billionaire, and mm-hmm. I noticed that he is not going to be out there martyring himself. He's asking everybody else to. It's always interesting that these so-called leaders who are living the, uh, the lavish life in safety somewhere are, are so quick to call for any number of Muslims or Palestinians or fill-in-the-blank people to go and martyr themselves and their own families for his cause as he's fine. As why, he's why, fine why, don't people, drinking, why don't people wake up to that? Yeah, drinking chai tea in yes. the cutter, you know, with the Iranian leadership. Um, so this should tell the American public exactly what's going on. His name is Yaya Sinwar, and um, 
He is the hardline leader of Hamas. They, they, uh, Israelis call him, and it's you can look it up online. The face of evil. He is somebody who has. Um, this isn't about Israel. I want, first of all, I want everyone to understand this. I have so many wonderful Israeli friends and people who fight anti-Semitism that are in my life, and they've taught me so much, and I've learned so much from them, and I've learned so much from my trip to Israel. And by the way, I plan on going back. I was supposed to be in Israel on Saturday. Obviously, all the oh, flights wow. were canceled. Yeah. Um, but this is the thing. It is not about Israel. It is about anti-Semitism. They absolutely hate the Jews. They want them wiped off the face of the earth. The preamble. It's in their of, charter, yeah. It's in their charter. It's their preamble to obliterate them. And I think it's unfair when journalists and others try to play this balancing act game. You don't need to play a balancing act game. Death is horrible. War is horrible. The death of a child cannot even, there are no words to express whether that child is an Arab Muslim or whether that child is an Israeli Jew. It doesn't matter. It's the worst thing imaginable. But Hamas is a terrorist organization. Hamas instigated the attacks on Israel and they were in peace. There was no there were there was no reason to even instigate an attack. They did so because they took two years of planning with Iran, with Iran and others, I believe, to target the state of Israel. But I gotta tell you, Joe, I really believe this is an attack not only on Israel, but on the West. And I'm yes. very concerned about what Iran's next move is. Yeah. It's Sarah that, Carter. Go, go to sarahacarter.com. It's her website. She's an incredible reporter. You see her on Hannity all the time. You see her on Fox all the time. We really appreciate your friendship. Let, let, let me ask you about a couple of things that you said. I've had people respond to me because I'm firmly on the side of the promised land. Uh, right. Without a doubt, I'm on the side of Israel. We know that land for peace was BS. The uh, the Palestinians lied. It really wasn't land for peace. It was right. get out of our get out of this land that we want and we'll continue to attack you nonstop. They planned this disgusting attack where 1,300 innocent people were killed for no reason. But I had somebody write me on, on um, uh, I believe it was Instagram the other day, a woman who is in support of the Palestinians. I think she's ethnically Palestinian. She said, are you okay with 700 dead Palestinian children? And my response was, there wouldn't be one dead anybody if Hamas didn't do what it did on October 6th. Are you okay with 1,300 dead Israelis? More than 1,000 were non-military. Are you okay with people dying at a music festival? Are you okay with little babies, 40 of them killed, many of them beheaded? Are you okay with elderly men in their homes and, and women in their homes just being shot because they happen to be Jewish? And her response was, well, 700 dead babies, I guess you're okay with it. So th it's almost like you can't permeate whatever this thing is that they were brought up to learn. The, the fact is what I just said, is above reproach. If they don't fly in on parachutes and shoot a bunch of rockets and then incur on the ground and go neighborhood to neighborhood killing people, there would be no dead anybody today. This right. was completely instigated by the bad guys. Why doesn't everybody see that? Well, it's a premeditated acts of yes. murder and sadistic murder. It wasn't as if they launched an attack in war and they they stayed away from women and children and just went after the IDF and decided to fight a battle on a battlefield. Right. They literally had manuals of how to torture the people and they took babies and ripped them apart. And in some cases, um, I, I've read some stories where, you know, families, mothers threw their bodies on their children's, mm. uh, threw their bodies on their children in order to save their child's life or the, the couple that put their identical twin boys, baby boys in a drawer as they were slaughtered by Hamas or little young girls being raped. I mean, what stunned me and I think shocked me, and I'm in the same position as you, Joe, was when I was in New York City and there were 
thousands of people on the street in Times Square. Uh, these were Hamas supporters, in my opinion. They say they were pro-Palestinian, but they came out on the day of rage. They came out to support what Hamas had called for, and they were Hamas supporters. And I asked them, and I did this for Sean's show, so many of them, what about the babies? What about what happened? What about right. what's, and you know what? Some of them just didn't even want to acknowledge that it was real. They didn't even care. It didn't even matter to them. Uh, one man said to me, well, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Wow. And I thought to myself, wow. you know what? That's their war, their hate for Israel here in America. It wasn't an assimilation. It was like, I'm bringing what I am, my hate, my my hate for the Israeli people, my hate for the anti-Semite. And by the way, I saw Americans in that group, too. There was an American Marine, believe it or not. He said he was a Marine. Who knows? You know, he could have been, for, for all I know, kicked out of the Marine Corps. I didn't right. have his background. But he came up to me, and when I asked him about the babies, he yelled every expletive in my face. He like came up into my face as close as he could, spitting on me, called me a Zionist, a Zionist pig. Um, he didn't know me. He said, you know, uh, so you could see that this was an anti-Semitic uh, person, somebody who was an anti-Semite who didn't like Jews. I think this is a big lesson for America. You know, we went to Israel. I went to Israel several months ago, like I said, with Tom Homan and our group. To we Israel. saw the pictures, Sarah. You were dancing. You were smiling. You were happy. You were, yeah, you were learning. Was, you were reporting. I, was, I mean, it, it looked was, like a joyous time. And now look where was, we are. It was a joyous time. And look at me now. I mean, I, I, I've barely been able to keep myself together talking yeah. to people because I'm, I'm so upset about those stories. And I, I want to go back. You're right. I was in Israel. But I want to go back to what you said about the babies. I want people to really understand what kind of monsters these people are that did this, what Hamas did. It's not, there are no words to explain how you can set a baby on fire, behead a baby, uh, torture children, and then expect Israel not to retaliate. What would Israel be if it didn't retaliate? It might as well throw in the flag, give up Israel, send every Israeli Jew off to someplace else in the world into dysphoria, you know, um, and, and, and give up its nation. Israel absolutely has to be able to defend itself. And you're right, I was laughing, I was happy, I was learning from the Jewish people and the Israeli Defense Forces what it means to protect a border. I gotta tell you, I still don't even quite understand what happened there or how it happened. And I think we're left with a lot of intelligence failures and information that we don't know. But I got to tell you, Joe, I'm very, very worried yeah. about what can happen in the United States when you Me look too. at our border. No, I mean, we, we don't know who's here. We have no idea who's here. It's Sarah Carter. Go to sarahacarter.com. And Sarah uh, is S-A-R-A. Uh, a, a couple of quick things. I've only got about a minute or so left, Sarah. And I, I thank you so much for jumping in the chair today. I had former U.S. Representative Mike Rogers, not the current guy who's trying to stop Jordan. Yeah, I was going to say not him. Yeah, yeah not, not him. It's the guy from uh, from Michigan who used to be in the FBI. And he said something to me about why this happened and how intelligence didn't catch it that I hadn't heard before. And I wonder if you've heard anything like this. He said that the Israelis, the IDF, was lulled to sleep. They believed that it was peaceful. The Palestinians were saying the right things. Hey, we're, we're all living in peace. No, no more rockets, no, no more harm, no more war. This is great. And then the IDF backed away from Gaza, and they stopped paying as close attention. They said, you know what, I think they really do want peace this time. And that's when they attacked, as soon as it looked like they were going to be 
the same human or humane people as the Israelis were. That's when they took advantage of it. D- have you heard something like that? He says that's what happened. Absolutely, absolutely. There were even moments when I was in Israel where some of the IDF uh, soldiers that were working security were saying, you know, we're in a very dangerous area. Um, we shouldn't be here. And it just, but others were like, oh, no, 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 everything's going to be fine. This area and some of those areas that I, that, I was with, that I was with IDF at were the ones that were attacked by Hamas. So obviously they had been planning this for several years. And Mike Rogers is absolutely right. Um, I spoke to uh, special ops guys and, you know, I talked to my husband about this too. But a lot of times what will happen is the enemy will leave false flags. So it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like you might get one year of like, yeah, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And everybody gets exhausted and nothing happens. And then you see the people going out in the streets and they look like they're investing the money in the right places. And Gaza looks like it's okay. But I got to tell you, from being on the ground and being with the colonels on the ground in those areas, um, they themselves seemed very concerned. They reiterated to Tom Homan and I and to the people that Jexit, the other gals that were with us over and over again, that we are in a constant state of vigilance, a constant state of vigilance. So, you know, I, I don't they let know the guard, how to I think, I, think they, I think they let their guard down and they shouldn't I have do. it. I think a horrible lesson too. was learned. Sarah, I'm out of time. you got to come back again soon. Hey, um, yes, and, and th- thank God you're safe. And, and if you end up going back to Israel, let us know what's going on. And, and just keep up the great reporting and telling the truth. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you All so right. much. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Good long interview with Sarah Carter. Hopefully you got a lot out of that. I certainly did. Uh, we've got another big hour coming your way. I appreciate you stopping by. Keep it right here on the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.